0: The ifs are a family of small robots with cute faces in the shape of cubes. Initially, uh, when you take one, they don't do anything, so you have to program them by placing different colored magnetic blocks on their heads. These blocks are divided basically into two groups ifs, which are conditions, and then, which are the actions.
1: Welcome to Kids Lab, a podcast for parents, educators, and everybody interested in STEAM education. Today we're talking to Boya Latore, the co-creator of The Ifs, an educational toy which is similar to If This Then That for the physical world and of course it's for kids. So our interviewee, Boya, is a software developer with over 15 years experience in research and development for scientific applications. He holds a bachelor in physics and a master's and a PhD in computer science. Boya truly believes that technology has the potential to make the world a better place. In 2013, he co-founded Macaroni, a non-profit organization to create digital craft projects with social impact. The Ips is his first hardware product, accompanied by his teammates Luis, Esther, and Farax, on which they've been working for more than two years before launching on Kickstarter. So originally it launched on Kickstarter just before Christmas in 2019, and unfortunately it did not make its funding goal of 200,000 US dollars. But in the end more than 50% got funded, which also shows that there was clear interest. We'll explore together with Boya in the interview what their learnings are and their next steps. So what exactly is the IFS? It's an educational toy that teaches kids from 3 to 10 years old the basics of computer programming. This is done with a family of four cube-like robots. Each of them has different superpowers or features. The robots are programmed by the kids in a super simple if-this-then-that fashion. You snap the IF block onto the robot's top and then the action block and there you go. The robot will behave as you programmed it. So the ifs is tangible play and learning, a bit like if this and that for the physical world and of course for kids. It's screenless, physical, colorful and no prior coding skills are required. It's really well thought through and really a shame this project did not meet its funding goal. So let's hear what Boya has to say. As always, please head over to kidslab.dev for the episode's blog post, which includes lots of images of the ifs, this background info and of course all the links mentioned. So, before we start the interview, I need to tell you one thing. While Borja wrote and discussed all the answers to my interview questions, it's actually Owen Sanchez, who is now interviewing with me. That's simply because Borja felt Owen's English, he's originally from Ireland, will be a better fit for the recording and this interview. So, Owen is essentially lending his voice to Borja, and I was just totally fine with that. So, hi, Owen. For Borja, it's great to have you on the show. How are you today?
0: Fine, Sven, thanks. Uh, on behalf of Borja and myself, we're huge fans of your podcast, and I'm very happy to be talking to you today. So,
1: who originally had the idea to create DIVs? The,
0: uh, the idea was born in a non-profit organization I co-founded, where we developed technology-based prototypes with social impact. Uh, we had worked on several prototypes before, but they never seemed to come together into something marketable. So, we started brainstorming ideas to find a product we could actually make and deliver to the real world. Most of the team has children, and some of us are technology teachers. So the idea took shape quite intuitively. It was a time when the first toys aimed at introducing children to technology and programming were starting to appear. Uh, in my opinion, these toys were kind of the starting point, and personally I found most of them too technical and a bit boring. So exactly the opposite became the purpose of the ifs, to learn programming by having, while having fun. And by fun, I mean running, jumping, hiding, getting into mischief and all the things children usually do to have fun. So let's say the Ifs are basically playmates.
1: Cool. So can you give us a a quick intro into the Ifs, please?
0: Yep. uh, The Ifs are a family of small robots with cute faces in the shape of cubes. Initially, uh, when you take one, they don't do anything. So you have to program them by placing different colored magnetic blocks on their heads. Uh, These blocks are divided basically into two groups. Ifs, which are conditions, and then, which are the actions. Since there are many blocks, there are lots of combinations. For example, with two ifs, we can place on one if the blocks, if I'm turned upside down, then call the rest. And on the other if, the blocks, if I'm called, I light up. So this way, we would turn one if into a lamp and the other into a remote control. Well, cool.
1: And I think there are four different robots with different superpowers, correct?
0: Yes, uh, the base skills of the Ifs are all the same, but each character includes a unique special skill. I mean, right from the start, these extras seem fun, and we have used them to give each member of the family like their own personality traits. Holly, the daughter, has feelings. Emma is the mum, and she changes color. Noah's the son and shakes. And Liam, the father, includes a present sensor.
1: Let's now talk a little bit more about the sensors and actuators of the robots.
0: All the members of of our family of robots include accelerometer, gyroscope, microphone, photo sensor, and and they also have actuators for sound and music, uh, vibration and lighting up in different colors.
1: Just a quick technical question. So how does it work? How do the the blocks detect uh, that something is placed onto them? Is this using NFC, Near Field Communication?
0: Each block has an NFC tag. Uh, The head of the IF has an NFC reader that can read up to two tags at the same time. Uh, We thought it was a flexible technological solution since parents can easily reprogram the blocks using their phones to customize or change their meaning. At a technical level, the reading is very fast as the NFC reader detects the blocks in under a second. Uh, We also included a low power mode similar to mobile phones using the gyroscope. So the IFs only try to read new blocks when they're in your hand. So
1: this reminds me a lot of If This Then That um, for the physical world and, of course, for kids. Um, so I really like that idea.
0: Yeah, you're right. I mean, there are some similar apps and programming languages out there with the same logical basics. Uh, I mean, it's fa- fairly normal since these instructions are the basis of programming. Uh, Cubes create a language which is similarly versatile but does not require screens to program. I mean, the blocks have images and icons adapted for children three years old and above, so they can use them even if they can't read yet.
1: So we've heard in the intro that you've worked on this project together with your teammates for more than two years. Um, can you outline the key milestones from the idea to a prototype and also finally launching this on Kickstarter, please?
0: Once the idea was established, uh, we developed our first prototype using a 3D printer and Arduino. Uh, the truth is that these first prototypes were not very nice to look at, and we called them the Frankensteins, but they fulfilled their goal. Thanks to them, we could showcase our idea, test them, do workshops and activities with kids. Uh, during the second phase, we contacted Diego Cidraque our industrial designer, who developed the shape and functions of the blocks and each one of the characters. Um, while we were improving the prototypes, we also designed the PCB and final electronics, and we've also worked really hard on the firmware. So the ifs operate properly and because we want to release it as free software for everyone to use and improve. Thing is, after winning several idea and entrepreneurship competitions, we paused development to focus on promotion and marketing in preparation for the Kickstarter campaign. It's taken over a year to have everything ready for the campaign, almost as much as it took to develop the product. Oh, it's
1: a long time. So what has changed during this process?
0: Well, it's funny how our desire to do a good job made us mull over every detail to the point that most of the time, after several iterations, we would go back to the initial idea. Um, for example, during the first weekend working on the ifs, we created square plastic prototypes. And then we tried out different materials and shapes. However, the final product is very similar to our first idea. Same happened with the characters. They started being a family, then animals, then objects, and finally ended up being a family, very similar to the original concept. I'd like to highlight that all the work has been done with absolutely no private investment.
1: So speaking of investment, unfortunately, the funding goal of $200,000 wasn't reached, but more than 50%, I think, was reached. So have you done some analysis what might have been the reason for this?
0: Uh, Of course, uh, the crowdfunding campaign has been an incredible experience where we have learned a lot I think the, uh, we mostly try to target the countries and cities where Kickstarter campaigns usually succeed. However, Spain focused most of our attention. And the thing is, in Spain, we have managed to build reputation little by little organically. While abroad, we tried to reach potential backers with advertising, which is extremely difficult and also expensive. I mean, before the start of the campaign, we took this fact into account and considered options such as localizing the product, or seeking foreign partners to help with promotion bar.
1: So, so what's the plan now? To, to make modifications and then relaunch again?
0: Uh, we'd like to try again. Uh, we're not sure when or how, but uh, we might launch another crowdfunding campaign on Kickstarter or another platform, or maybe look for private investors, or maybe even try selling the brand to a bigger company. Although we wouldn't like to let go of the ifs. I mean, they're kind of family.
1: Yeah, I get that. So... If you were to relaunch again, what would be the changes that you would do right now that we can expect?
0: Well, we're now seriously thinking about making changes. I mean, we're seriously now thinking about making changes to the product, for example, to make it cheaper. But this would definitely be at the expense of certain functions.
1: How do you think the Spanish education system is coping these days actually with the coronavirus? Are there some promising or motivating examples and creative ideas that you saw people come up with?
0: All the schools are adapting as fast as possible to the new situation, uh, training teachers and students, and trying to keep track of student progress and maintain a working routine whenever possible. I think this is especially hard with primary school students, which get distracted more easily and need help uh, from their family to follow the classes. A colleague's wife, for example, who's been teaching with tablets and using Google Classroom on a regular basis with her students, she records a couple of 15-minute lessons every week and uses Google Classroom to send them correct homework. And she holds on an online class to answer questions on the lesson videos or the related homework. Uh, Although some students are affected by the situation, most of them, due to the boredom of being locked at home, are working even harder than usual. So I'd say, generally speaking, we think the results are positive. I think the
1: whole team uh, is from Spain. So that's uh, an excellent opportunity, of course, also to ask some more Spain-specific questions. So what do you think is special about the Spanish education system, especially when it comes to the adoption of STEAM education?
0: Well, the Spanish education system, I imagine the same applies to other countries, adapts and evolves, but very slowly. But now STEAM education is only applied during the first stages of preschool education in public schools but it is not continued in primary education at the same time some private academies offer it as an extracurricular subject
1: so you are also the co-founder of makeroni which is a non-profit organization to create digital craft projects of social impact can you outline the idea of makeroni a bit and also describe some of the few uh, of the recent projects please
0: uh, Makeroni was born from our interest in finding collaborators to create innovative projects that merge software and electronics to change society. Uh, we had been working on these types of projects individually, but with Makeroni, we started collaborating and meeting new people that would join the project. We have developed several prototypes we think are very interesting, but I will only mention two. Uh, the first one is a T-shirt for the visually impaired that gave them information on whatever was in front of them. With the T-shirt, they could find a door and walk through it or identify an obstacle, learn its shape, location, and distance to avoid it. The T-shirt had a 3D camera at the front and a matrix of vibrators at the back. And the software translated the depth captured by the 3D camera into frequencies and vibration intensities. So the thing is, we took uh, a prototype of, of this idea to one of the main organizations in Spain, for the visually impaired, but eventually it didn't come to fruition. It's still an awesome project, I must say. Wow. And the second one is a gadget we developed for a NASA contest. And the gadget allowed astronauts to control electronic devices remotely by only looking at them. Uh, The project received an award, so we kept working on it until it was selected as finalist in the first UAE Artificial Intelligence and Robotics Award. Competing with prestigious institutions such as MIT, Stanford, University of California, Berkeley.
1: What do you think will keep you busy over the next weeks and months? Besides the coronavirus, I guess.
0: Well, right now we are taking a break from the ifs, working on other projects and recovering energy to come back stronger than ever. Uh, We hope it will be soon, but haven't decided on date yet. All we know is you will hear from us.
1: Very cool. So awesome. Thanks so much for the interview. Really great insights. Um, I wish you all the best for the future. Definitely let me know once you know what's coming next. And again, thanks and stay healthy.
0: Thank you, Sudan. Same to you.
1: In this episode we explored the ifs a physical and screenless educational toy for kids aged 3 to 10 head over to kidslab.dev to check out the show notes next week i'll be talking to pranati the founder of the lavender spaceship project in singapore the lavender spaceship project teaches using steam activities and it's a girls only classroom